0: Welcome to the Leadership Upside Podcast with Chuck Carringer, where we discuss what successful leaders
1: are doing, saying, and thinking.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Leadership Upside Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Carringer. Our guest today is Denise Ledden. Denise is the Chief Operating Officer at The Trust Company, a privately owned financial services firm specializing in wealth management management corporate retirement, personal trust, and business advisory services. Denise, welcome to Leadership Upside. Thank you. I'm
1: glad to be here.
0: Denise, before we discuss organizational leadership, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, including your professional journey?
1: Okay, sure. Um, I'm a Knoxville native, grew up in Rocky Hill, went to Bearden, I actually played uh, basketball at Carson Newman, and I'm um and so grateful that any story of me is incomplete without mentioning my parents. Both of them grew up and out of the Depression era, poor, working on farms, working farms too at that, from large families. And I definitely learned the difference between need and want from them. So fast forward 50 years, uh, my wife and I live in Northeast Knoxville, and my professional journey has been by and large with the trust company, which has had its own journey. Our VP of marketing refers to it as a journey of epic proportions. So I was just um, about a month away from turning 25 when I began my, my career at the trust company, and I had zero knowledge of retirement plans. Now, keep in mind, the trust company started in 1987 as primarily a retirement plan shop. So we um we basically took a risk on each other. So my journey is in many ways followed the journey of this industry. Everything everything has changed a great deal since 1995. Law changes, technology, how we've had to keep up and staff for that um, has been has been interesting to say the least. And so now the trust company, as you mentioned, has um, st- more than one really strong line of business with no no signs of slowing down. And I've had the privilege, really, to be part of the boots on the ground during that epic evolution, which you normally see with ownership changes or leadership changes. And Sharon Price, our founder, CEO, has been in that role since the trust company opened its doors. So um, I've been able to be part of determining what makes us unique, what our service model is, and what our client our client experience
0: is. And um, so I'm excited about that. Well, Denise, I, I, you caught my attention when you, when you uh, talked about not really having any background in retirement plans uh, when you joined the trust company. And right. I'm curious, what, what was it about the trust company or the vision of the trust company that attracted you to them? And if you could put yourself in the hiring manager's shoes, what was it do you think that attracted them to you? Well, this
1: this was 1995, so I answered an ad in the paper, which to probably some of your listeners would be like, "What is she even talking about?" Um, so I don't actually remember, you know, the ad. It just obviously caught my eye, and when I interviewed, I was um, I was clear that I was ready to start my career. I I'd actually worked at a at Baptist Hospital here in town and thought I wanted to be a physical therapist and that didn't work and I was I was ready like I'm ready to start something to get my you know get my feet in my fingers in it and see where it went and I think I think that that's what intrigued the hiring manager at the time like hey we may have something here
0: okay <laughs> you know? Very good. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been a part of a, uh, of a company that has, as you said, evolved and grown and experienced a lot of uh, cool growth uh, over the years. And in your role, obviously, it's an organizational leadership role. Uh, I'm curious, what are a few of your most deeply held beliefs and perspectives about leadership? What are those bedrock principles mm-hmm. that over the course of your career have really solidified?
1: Um, the first thing that comes to mind is understanding what works today is probably not going to work tomorrow and you have to be open to that. And especially with leading with leading people, teams of people, uh, what works with one person is most likely not going to work with the next. So you have to learn learn them what mo- motivates them um, to get you know to get the best result there. Uh, self-awareness is key. That's being a continual learner and being open to feedback. Um, And what I've really comes to mind is discernment, discerning which battles to fight is one of the hardest lessons to learn. My mother, um, she has now passed, but my mother had told me at one time if she had anything to do over as a parent, it would be to pick her battles versus fighting everyone. And I can assure you, she did fight everyone. So that stuck with me. You know, you only have so much energy. So you have to discern what great, what benefits the greater good, what's going to move the needle the most. And that's where you spend your energy.
0: So, Fantastic. Let's dig into a few of those Mm -hmm. uh, things. You you, uh, played sports, um, Mm -hmm. high school and college, and you mentioned teams. In your experience, um, what are the qualities of the most effective business teams and team leaders?
1: Um, you, there are different roles that are on a team. So not everybody's going to be the person that starts the meeting, leads the meeting. Somebody's going to take notes. Somebody's going to listen to all the different perspectives and then sum that up. And sometimes it takes a really long time to get there. <laughs> and then when you say it out loud, it's like, well, if you could have said that in the first five minutes, I'd have had an hour of my day back. So um, teams that respect each other, respect each other as humans and respect each other's roles, where I've seen some kind of breakdown where, is there, where there's a perceived um, disrespect of what you bring to the table versus what I'm bringing to the table. So teams being on the same page. Sharing the same vision, respecting each other.
0: Awesome. Let, let's let's talk about self awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point in your career, you've been a part of bringing a number of people onto the uh, trust company team, mm-hmm. and likely some have um, just intuitively been more self aware, had higher emotional intelligence mm-hmm. than others. Right. Have you found something that has worked well with someone who has? not been naturally, intuitively self-aware, but they need to be more self-aware and you're coaching them a little bit. They're on your team. You need to give them some feedback. How have you helped those type of team members who aren't naturally Mm -hmm. self-aware maybe grow in that or at least become more open to feedback?
1: Um, A lot of conversations and to use a word, Brene Brown likes to use, unpacking, a lot of unpacking situations. Um, It's sometimes it boils down to perception. Like, what do you think just happened? And explaining how somebody's, how that person's either words or body language or response um, would have been received by somebody else. So, a lot of that, in my experience, in the times that I've really had to work with people on that, it is a lot of conversations. It's like, explaining how words and actions affect other people. There you you don't move through the world alone, you don't move through the world in a silo. And sometimes you have to bring awareness that you've you've just like left a path of destruction behind you. And this is how it happened and why it happened and you can avoid it going forward.
0: That's awesome. In these ways. Yeah, Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. That was that's awesome awesome about uh, helping someone perhaps recognize um, after the fact so maybe in the future they can uh, recognize it during mm-hmm. or before right <laughs> uh, that that hey that here's what happened in that situation and um, I appreciate you mentioning Brene Brown she's, right. she's uh, just uh, has done some incredible work uh, the dare to lead book is one I would recommend for anyone who who is um, growing in their leadership mm-hmm. let's talk about Denise, during your time as an organizational leader, um, you've had a chance to observe other leaders and and likely you've recognized some changes in the way uh, leadership is conducted uh, in a business setting. Are there any changes that you've observed that come to mind quickly?
1: Uh quickly, technology. It's it's just really changed everything. Mm-hmm. Um used to use calculators and spreadsheets, and before that, green ledger sheets, you know, to do to get some work done. And now it's either a Power App or a Power Automate, you know, a software can handle some of those things. And what that what that really means is understanding the why and explaining the why is imperative because in a lot of ways the how is handled by technology so understanding the why we get that a lot with our younger younger staff and why am i doing this you know and some of the older generations like do do it that, right. that's why you're doing it so the understanding the why is is something that i've found is to become even more um, imperative and our, our president daniel carter we have you know we use technology for a lot of things but he's he's oft to say um, we still need people to think so hmm. we still need people to think and have critical critical thinking skills and our brains are just stretched in different ways than they were 10 years ago or, or even 30 years ago.
0: Denise, do you find that the the need to be able to explain the why has actually been a great um, advancement in leadership because one of the one of the things that it helps us do is if I can't explain the why. Maybe this isn't exactly what we should be doing because right. I should have a compelling why if we're going to lead in a particular direction, if we're going to uh, embark on, on some initiative or um, new path, um, I should be able to articulate the why. And so I, I, I have noticed that uh, particularly younger staff members uh, are more keenly desire the why. And I think that's been a real positive. I do
1: too. Um, yep. I do too. Very I mean, good. it helps. It brings clarif- clarification to what you're doing, and in you know, of course, in my in, in in my role and how my brain works too. It all it can also when you talk through it. Oh well, we don't really need to do step two and three anymore. Now that we're going back and looking at it, and I'm training somebody new and explaining that, then I think there's a better way now. So it becomes collaborative in that conversation too, which is great.
0: Let's let's uh, segue from collaboration a minute into. Um healthy uh, dis- disagreement or debate even so let's imagine in a team setting there's a, a group of you around a table and you're you're discussing the merits of a particular strategy or initiative what's your perspective about the benefit or the the downside of of debate passionate debate even uh, about a particular issue, does that strengthen teams? Does it weaken teams? What's been your experience?
1: It strengthens teams if there's trust there. And I think there has to be, I don't think, I believe there needs to be trust among the team to be able to, you know, to debate. You I mean, to feel safe to say, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with you or we don't see it the same way, this is why there's got to be a certain level of trust that when you stick yourself out there like that, you're not going to be just crushed. So it's helped teams when there's trust
0: built. That That's a uh, fantastic point. I think you're spot on about the necessity of a foundation of trust. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I'll probably be reluctant to disagree, particularly if organizationally, you're at a, a higher mm-hmm. level than me. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you How do you go about Building in trust into a team or into a larger organizational culture
1: right I, it, you have to be intentional about it. It's, it's certainly not always not always easy. Um, there's competi- there can be competition. there can be other people doing you know going down a path for reasons that may not line up with what your reasons are. so I don't know if I have any great <laughs> advice on that. It's just you have to be intentional and you have to and that comes back to self-awareness too. And being intentional about building trust and self-aware of the re- of the ways you perhaps damage that within your team too.
0: That's a great reminder about the aspect of self-awareness. You know, I often remind leaders when we're working together that that we're all leading by example. And um, the question really isn't, "Am I leading by example?" It's, "Am I setting uh, the example that I want to be setting?" Not that we don't all misstep from time to time, but um, I have an opportunity as does every leader. I can either make it safe or I can make it unsafe. And right. and most people can recognize the difference. And if I make it unsafe, um, it's going to be a while before people are willing to share their candid perspectives and and their ideas because it's not safe. And so I, I love what you said about a foundation of trust. Right. We mentioned um, different generations of, of uh, staff members and uh, this next question uh, relates to that. I, just imagine that an early career professional who was really enjoying their current role as an individual contributor, they had an opportunity to step into a leadership role, but they just weren't certain if that was the path for them. What would you encourage them to do to make sure that they considered um, both uh, the merits of stepping into a leadership role and, and maybe the cost or the downside?
1: Okay um, my, my first first thing I think of is you, you have to know where and how you get your feel goods mm-hmm. and if you're not sure where those are, then then keep searching. And if, um, if you know that being partially responsible for someone else's growth for their success, if that doesn't resonate with you, then you know think hard before raising your hand to lead a team. you know and um, I'll go back a little bit on what I've seen in leadership training too. You know, we have a lot of long-term employees at the Trust Company, so we have a lot of people that are within 5 to 10 years of retirement. So we've really been focusing on mentoring, bringing in staff, transferring of that knowledge. So, you know, what's been important for me too as as a female, as a as a lesbian in this in a southern community and a predominantly white male industry is to make it better for the next generation. Don't just carve a path. That, that you can do this and just make it easier and pass on information and try to, you know, pull the next person up or people with me behind. So I've seen that too, as far as a difference in leadership, like we, we've got to make it so th- for the next generation.
0: So Denise, when you're looking at a earlier career professional and you're considering, Hey, uh, do they have what it takes to potentially take the baton of leadership mm-hmm. um, as you have, Transitions of right. of people, longtime staff, and and w- besides technical knowledge, what are the qualities you most want to see in a future prospective leader um, that mm-hmm. that just you're looking for?
1: Uh, continual Continual learners, people that are open. Um, we have a couple of younger uh younger staff and they're sponges they they just they want to learn everything we have some people in supervisory uh, positions and when they have some staff issues they're they're ready they want to know how to handle it and be able to lead and they're am- ambitious in that way too so I look, for, I look for that look for people that are that um um you know, really are okay with that responsibility. And I, I sometimes re- refer to leadership like, like teaching. And, you know, my mother taught and um, they were in, there are sometimes that college graduates that, come, that would come back and thank her for being a teacher. And she was tough. There weren't a lot of students that came back and said, thank you. Um, but but that, really, that really stuck with me that um, it's, and leadership can be like that. It can be thankless you can also change somebody's world but when i say being partially responsible for somebody's success um, that means most likely nobody will ever know what you did they won't see that except the person that you helped launch so you have to know where you get your feel goods that's is it great, being on the top of the, top of the leaderboard on the sales or is it or what is it
0: that's so, a great phrase mm-hmm. uh, i love the thought of hey what is it that really gets you going what mm-hmm. where do you get your feel goods what what aspect do you enjoy more? Um, you know, being maybe the coach or being the right. player mm-hmm. and, you know, there's a, there's two very different roles there. That's um, true. yeah, both
1: important to get the win. So
0: yeah, absolutely. To bring in
1: sports, so, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Denise, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you've been leading, um, a, a while in organizational leadership. What, um, have been the toughest aspects in your own leadership journey. What's the what's what are the parts of leadership that that you, you know they're just hard? Uh, people. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: no, know, just for, for me, hands down, is to be a better manager of people and teams. You know, I can I can find a way to get from point point A to point B with less keystrokes, you know, with the best of them. You know, I used to think, oh, I could work on a, in a factory line and how are we getting the this to the line to the sales floor quicker you know so managing teams and individuals with with their complexities and emotions that's um that's that's been challenging for me it, and i would it, actually suspect leaders of businesses where their
0: core success
1: is around relationships have had the same kind of the same struggle
0: with that almost without fail um uh, my coaching clients would wholeheartedly agree it's there there are times where we really need a, a, a change strategically. We need to, to um, maybe uh, there's been a, an aspect of our business that um, is, is no longer proving to be as successful as it has been traditionally. And, and that's tough, but um, finding the right people for your particular organization, getting them in the right roles, mm-hmm. coaching them, helping them develop to be their best, getting them to work together, navigating the reality of people, you know, yes. we, we, we all have moments where we're not our best, um, right, right. Uh, all of that. Yeah. That, of that. And, and the consistency to, to, um, do that today and then, you know, uh, come back and do it again tomorrow. Um, right. the, all of that, uh, right. resonates, uh, I'm sure with the leaders who are listening, Denise, um, in your journey. How have you been able to sustain leadership organizationally through the years? How have you gone about staying healthy? How? What keeps you sharp?
1: Um, well, to be honest, um, bourbon. <laughs> bourbon. <laughs> you know, my wife is an amazing cook for those that know me. So, um, no, but seriously, I think I've already mentioned Brene Brown. So, I listen to podcasts that from Brene Brown to Donald Miller. You know, read books too on leader on business and and leadership. I am admittedly more of a magazine gal, so I have to be super intentional about reading a three hundred page book in solitude um, so you know my feel goods come from talking it out with somebody so let's t- let's find a resolution to what um, struggle we're finding in front of us so um but i do i ride my bike work out as far as being trying to remain healthy um, so and and I have a tribe of friends that um, I can be real with. Mm. I can really talk with them and to my distinct pleasure they can they don't mince words when I need to hear them. So I've my tribe is diverse, you know, both in age and life experience, and I've just been so fortunate to establish, you know, a chosen family that's there for me and I'm there for them no matter what whether we talk every day or just once a year. Okay. So they they also keep me in check and in line and provide clarity yeah. to so
0: much needed and very fortunate that you have that. I, I I think um all of us benefit from having a core group of people that we can turn to and they'll be truth tellers. Yes. Um and even though sometimes the truth is is uh tough to hear, it's never a question of do they still have my back. Right. It's it's like they've got my back and what I need right now is to hear the truth. Right. And so um it very very uh great yeah. choice of words in uh,
1: coming into knowing people's strengths I've, I've long joked that if i ever find myself in jail i'm calling diane but if i end up in the hospital i'm calling cindy so you gotta <laughs> know you gotta know who's gonna bring what when you need it so
0: great point yes mm-hmm. kind of like your teams at work um mm-hmm. right different people provide different strengths and perform different roles mm-hmm. um we have been in an interesting time and in, in uh, as we're recording this it's in 2021 and uh, you know we we're just coming out of a uh, a very challenging time with the pandemic um if a college graduate this year's college graduate were to say hey I would love some professional advice they were just about to launch into their uh first Steps professionally. What advice would you give them?
1: Um, To start, that you you control how you perceive and receive situations. Hmm. Um, I don't actually remember who the author. I heard this in a podcast too. I forget who said it. But to strive to see things as why is this happening for me versus why is this happening to me. And we have a lot of young, ambitious people coming into the workforce. And sometimes you can write that app and you're a millionaire you know, in a month. And sometimes it takes some time to, you know, do that work on the ground boots on the ground. Um, so, and, and to know that work life balance is different for everyone. So so is success and making it is different for everyone. Business isn't the be all end all for being successful professionally or as a leader.
0: Don't you find one of the coolest things is that we each get to define success for ourselves and, um, you also mentioned the work-life balance aspect that that each of us um, achieves that uh, blend or balance. What we're seeking, we have the opportunity to, if we can't find it in one setting, uh, there's nothing that says we can't look at a different setting to try to achieve that balance uh, that we desire. That would be great advice um, for any uh, young person or not young person. Right, um, <laughs> right. Uh, Denise, um, anything else you'd like to mention today?
1: Um, just really that there is an ebb and flow to life in, in professionally and personally. And sometimes you, you're going to find that you're in the trenches, you're stressed, you're wondering if there's light at the end of the tunnel that it will ever appear. And other times, you know, it feels like you're the first one off the ski lift after a night full of snow, perfectly groomed, wide, you know, run. So enjoy both, learn from both. And take everything both of those give you and keep moving onward. I love it. To quote Pat Summit, it really is left foot, right foot, breathe, repeat.
0: I love it. Yeah. A great reminder that, yes, some days are exhilarating and some days are anything but exhilarating. Right. (laughs) Um, But it's left foot, right foot and repeat. Right. Yeah. Great. Denise, thanks so much for being on Leadership Upside. Mm -hmm. I was happy to do it. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Leadership Upside, where we discuss with successful business leaders and diverse organizations what they're doing, saying, and thinking. Today, our guest has been Denise Ledden. If you'd like to connect with Denise or learn more about The Trust Company, please visit thetrust.com. Denise, thanks again for sharing your expertise and insights. Until next time on Leadership Upside, I'm Chuck Carringer. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks for joining us today. Head over to ChuckKurringer.com
0: for more information.